Welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast with your host, Eve Mayer. Join Eve and her guests each week as they discuss how to live a healthier, longer, and more fulfilling life through fasting, keto, and low-carb feasting. Hi, this is Eve Mayer, and today I am here with Bridget, and we are the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast. We would like to welcome you to one of our very new podcasts. We exist to help you live healthier, longer, and more fulfilling lives through fasting and low-carb feasting. We're going to cover topics related to intermittent and extended fasting, uh, ketogenic diet, all topics that help or hinder those two things. And each week, we're going to be here to educate you, challenge you, and encourage you along the way. You can check us out on FastingLane.com and on Twitter and Instagram at FastingLane. For those of you that are watching, you get to see this because Bridget and I are having really great hair days. Um, Yes. And for those of you that are listening, I hope you find the video online so you can check it out because not only is our guest today very intelligent, he's also very handsome. So uh, that's a double, double whammy for me. So Anthony Benedettini, who is not Irish, um, has joined us today and he is in charge of managing strategic partnerships for Perfect Keto. This includes their promotions, events, podcast marketing, all the marketing magic, and he works with a lot of people who promote this product. We just went to the Low Carb Houston Mm -hmm. event, and this is where I discovered Perfect Keto. I'd seen people talking about it online, but Bridget, you'd seen it before, Yeah, I've seen them online. Um, Their ad retargeting is really smart. My nutritionist also uh, name-dropped their products a few times, so uh, I'm no stranger to Perfect Keto. So Anthony, I've been doing keto for like a year and I've been doing intermittent fasting for about six months. Um, but perfect keto and, and other extra products are not something that I've used a whole bunch. So I, I'd like to hear about you, your role at perfect keto and a little bit about perfect keto as a whole. Yeah. So like you've uh, beautifully announced, I am a head of strategic partnerships here. So I make sure that people are promoting the product and that are educating their audience and giving the most value to them in terms of helping them stick to a ketogenic lifestyle. So that is just super easy because one of the big common misconceptions is that it's so hard to stick to and we just want to make products and um, anything that'll make it easier. And that a big part of that is the education. So. Uh, my role is just working one-on-one with a lot of our partners and making sure that education is uh, solid across the board. Yeah, that never ends. I mean, I've been doing it for a year and I'm still looking up new stuff and and totally trying to wrap my mind around the science of how keto works, how low carb works, you know, what what fasting does to my body scientifically. Um, And I, I learn new things all the time. So for somebody who's new to keto or new to low carb, um, I would love for you to tell them, like, first of all, what what is Perfect Keto? It's a brand name, but what is it? And yeah. how could it possibly help them on their journey? Yeah, so Perfect Keto, we make ketogenic supplements and food products that make it really easy in order to follow a ketogenic lifestyle. So this could include anything from our first product, which was an exogenous ketone, and onto our second product, which was MCT oil powder. Now there's a lot of MCT oils on the market, but the MCT oil powder is a little more of a convenient option for people that are traveling or just don't have a blender and 
can't emulsify it. I remember the first time my uncle introduced me to bullet coffee, as he called it. He uh, basically just dumped a bunch of oil on top of this coffee <laughs> and would not blend it at all. And it was oh. like a experience. So if you can make it that much easier for someone just to put in a powder and mix it and give them energy in that source, then that's our goal. Uh, so perfect keto, we just, we really want to make it super easy for people and those products, even though our main mission is to empower people to take control of their health through ketogenic diet. And with some of those products, it just makes it a lot easier. It makes that first step that gives you momentum it maybe helps you through that energy dip that you're going through and that's going to raise your energy to make better decisions and then be more motivated to follow through. You know, like I was saying earlier, I have done keto for a year, not perfectly, um, but enough to lose 40 pounds along with fasting and, and to keep it off for um, seven months now. And I haven't really dipped into the world of products. So, you know, I just want to be clear, if you're not using products, I don't think you have to, but sometimes when you get a year in, you're kind of looking for something convenient to bring with you or something that makes things easier or something that changes things up a bit. And so that's why I'm, I'm learning more about stuff. Um, also, some of the things I initially ate that I thought were really good, like some bars that I got in the store, had a lot of sugar alcohols, had a lot of things that I know really affected my insulin levels and my blood sugar. And since then, I've kind of been trying to get more educated and understand um, how to find better products that I would like for this, but that still don't taste like crap. So that was really, you know, kind of some of the things um, that I, I was looking for. And I know that last week you guys introduced, and this will be a couple of weeks later, but recently you guys introduced the, the Perfect Keto Bars, which I was yeah. very skeptical about because it was like, no sugar, yeah. no sugar alcohols. I'm like, yeah. Bridget, get ready. This is going to be horrible. But that's also what we're, we're trained, right? You, you eat a ketogenic diet, you eat a low-carb diet, you're trained to like be skeptical of things in packages yes. and on the shelves, you know? So I, I just think that's part of... I thought it was really? gonna suck, and I'm not lying that I actually liked it. It was like what almond butter, chocolate. It's like a like a chocolate, chocolate brownie brownie thing. It was yeah. actually good, and I don't understand how you made it good <laughs> without sugar and sugar alcohols. Explain that to me. Right. So with that, the bars, and that's like kind of our entry into the realm. We've made a nut butter before too, and the nut butter is. Oh, oh we'll get God. to that next. We yes. have an issue. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, with the with the bars, we wanted to make sure that there's a lot of misconception on bars that are on the market, and it's easy to get wrapped up in low carb or just look at a carb count. And even like a lot of these bars on the market are going to have 20 plus grams of carbs, but maybe like 15 to 18 of fiber coming from a certain source. Now, a lot of those sources are actually, they actually do have an impact on your blood sugar. And so when you're looking a lot of people coming into keto are so focused on net carbs, net carbs. Like it's all just about my net carbs, the fiber. It's, you know, there's only three net carbs, but some of those fibers or some of those fillers can be really impacting other areas of health. And so all the products that we make at Perfect Keto are going to have zero sugar alcohols. And those are the one thing that we saw early on that really had an impact on people. Like for me, I don't do good on any sugar alcohol. I remember the first time I had xylitol, I had a bunch of it in ice cream and I like woke up in the middle of the night, had extreme stomach pain, bloating. I felt like I was going to fly away. It was awful. Yeah. So 
too long. I had long an before. issue too. Recently, I made a keto baked good and I had one piece of it. I mean, I did look lick a lot of the batter and that could have been an issue. Yeah. Um, but I had one piece of it and my stomach just, it was a situation and I couldn't eat much dinner, which never happens. Um, and the other thing too, when I used to have the bars at the beginning, which I did at the beginning of keto because I was so desperate for something sweet. I would have them and I wouldn't feel bad. I would feel fine and, and they tasted okay, but I would stop losing weight. It would stall me every single time. Um, and, and so we just split the almond, what is it? Brownie almond, almond butter brownie? Yeah, it's like almond fudge. Oh man, we split it. <laughs> I tried to get more of it, but I had to share it with Bridget. Um, so it's so my we split fault. It, so we don't know if it's all, but didn't it have like three grams of net carbs or something? Like it was really yeah. low. Well, so the important thing about the bar is that it's not just, like I said, it's not just about the total carbohydrate count. So um, our founder, Anthony Gustin, actually did a lot of blood sugar testing on the different bars on the market. So he was wearing a continuous glucose monitor, which basically takes your blood glucose readings every five minutes. It just gives you a constant reading. It's hooked up to an app. Right now, it's very, uh, it's very unavailable unless you actually have diabetes. Um, yeah. expensive, too. So... He did testing on uh, Quest bars, Bulletproof bars, I think a couple other ones on the market. But anyways, he was just showing that even though these are low-carb bars, a lot of them are advertised as keto-friendly, that it was actually raising his blood sugar by 20 to 40 points, which is that can definitely halt a weight loss. Or in, when you're having those blood sugar rises, that also means your insulin is still going up. So after our bar, we wanted to make sure that didn't happen at all. So we did blood sugar testing for a year. And over that year, um, we got various numbers. And then so the test on our bar, after you eat it, actually your blood sugar stays flatline and it actually went down about five or six points. So it stayed consistent, which showed there was no spiking in the blood sugar. It's not overloaded with a blood sugar spiking fiber. Um, I think there's only around like, 12 grams of total carbs in the entire bar and then like nine of that is fiber yeah, so yeah. compared to the you know double the amount in other bars on the market um it's definitely the cleanest option right now and the fact that there is just stevia sweetened definitely has an impact because those sugar alcohol sugar alcohols is just like a waste to me because it doesn't get digested in the body it just sits there and ferments and so when you eat that with other foods it's just going to do the same thing in your gut is just sit there and ferment. And that's why people get bloating and gas and don't really feel that great. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So this is a, a no holes barred show. I will order the perfect keto bars again. Loved them. You guys should check them out. I will not order the nut butter again. Let me explain the perfect keto nut butter came in this little jar and it's possible that it was so freaking delicious that I ate it. Well, Bridget had a little, Levi had a little, I ate it in like three days. I cannot control myself because it was so damn good. So I will never order it again. Bridget came over today. She's like, do you have some more nut butter? I'm like, Oh, it's mysteriously gone. <laughs> um, and I, I don't remember what sweetened it. I don't think there, maybe it was stevia or whatever, but it tasted really sweet. And I think what you had in it was vanilla or something. Like there was some kind yeah. of vanilla powder in it. And that made the difference of the natural peanut butter. I get at the grocery store. I get like Jif natural or organic or whatever. Right. So no added sugar. This was so damn good, um, but I, I can't ever get it again. Why don't yeah. you sell like individual packets of it so I can just like, get, get a hit, 
right? We're actually we're working on those because I'm really so I got like I remember the first day I got to try the bars and I took home a jar of nut butter and I was like eating the bars one two if you have the bars put them in the freezer and it's like an ice cream bar it's unbelievable I was dunking them in the nut butter I just cashed the entire thing of nut butter it was gone and like okay so I'm not the only one. Yeah, you lasted actually longer than me. I lasted really? two hours, and you did three days. So all right, I feel a little bit better. But yeah. yeah, when you have the individual sizes of that, I will go back to the nut butter. All right, we have some questions. So we have never gotten into the exogenous ketone thing. Um, one thing we really don't understand is if if ketones are a result of putting your body into ketosis through a low carb, high fat, a keto diet. How does putting exogenous ketones into your body help with ketosis? I don't get it. Sure. So the ketones, the exogenous ketones, are going to be a readily available source of energy in the body. And let me just say this real quick because I, I, I didn't know exogenous means coming from with outside of the body, right? Like, so that's, that's something that you're adding to it. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. So endogenous would be breaking down your own fat or even um, it, like uh, MCT is still an exogenous source because- yeah coming from it has to go through the process of your liver to convert it into energy but an exogenous ketone your body can use immediately for fuel so when you're doing that it, it really depends on what you're using it for it depends on what your goal is and so if weight loss is your goal then I don't since ketones are so low in calories it's like 15 calories per serving it's not like if you're still calorically restricting, it's not going to affect it that much. But if you're just transitioning to keto and you're just you're crushing ketones like six times a day, then that can obviously interfere with your body's natural process to create them on your own, especially with your when you're eating them with other foods. But I, I use them as a tool, uh, mostly to increase that cognitive performance. For me, keto is totally a focus thing. And so for me, it's like, if I feel a little bit lower in mental energy, I can take ketones and those are readily available for fuel to the brain. Like ketones can cross the blood brain barrier immediately. So that's straight brain fuel for me. And that will curb hunger that I have. Anything that will just get me through that slouch is going to be what I'm going to use them for. I'm not going to use them to cheat meal and then put myself back into ketosis. I'm just going to let my body like, that's when I'll fast it out. Yeah, we yeah. were in low carb Houston, and I can't remember who the speaker was that was talking about Alzheimer's and dementia, which a lot of people refer to, which I didn't know until I got into this stuff as diabetes type three. Yeah. And um, being that this disease, they believe, is an inability for the brain to metabolize energy correctly. And they were talking about some interesting uses of exogenous ketones that I hadn't heard of before. Um, and I was really intrigued by, and they were saying a lot of times when you have someone who's beginning to show signs of dementia or is up in age and has Alzheimer's and you, you wish that you could change their diet and you wish that you could have them be low carb or, or keto, um, because sometimes that is having an effect and helping with some of the, the symptoms, right? Um, helping their brain to metabolize energy. And so one of the things that they mentioned was if someone of that age, you were struggling to get them to change their diet, they didn't want to give up fried chicken, they didn't want to give up rolls, and, and you just couldn't get them there. One thing they mentioned as a, a use of exogenous ketones is to add that to their diet. 
Um, have you guys done anything with that or, or heard uh, about studies around that? Because I just, I thought that was intriguing because you know so many yeah. people, my grandma had dementia and Alzheimer's and, and she's passed away. And it's just for anyone that's around that. And I think just about everyone knows someone or is related to someone at this point who goes through that. It's devastating. And I, I just think any little thing you can think of that might help someone is, is intriguing. Yeah, and it's definitely, it's got the research um, backed for clinical applications. In fact, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dominic D'Agostino. Uh, he's one of the leading researchers in ketogenic therapies and just all around. He used, when I first got into this, I actually got into um, keto because my, my grandma was diagnosed with lymphoma. So I was looking into it as a ketogenic, as a dietary therapy for her. And a lot of the research at the time was around exogenous ketones using for those therapies because it is at that age, it's very hard. I mean, it's, it's hard for a parent to be like, oh, I'm going to change my entire diet. You're ingrained with something so long that your eating patterns are a habit and your body's just not going to want to change that state, especially if you don't have anyone to hold you accountable. So introducing these exogenous ketones can really make all the difference for uh, a patient that has... Alzheimer's or dementia or even epilepsy. I mean, I've met people that have mitigated seizures for years now because of the use of exogenous ketones. They have to basically stay at a clinical level just to stab off those seizures and any of the other effects of whatever ailment they're having. And it's, it's being used more and more. And I think it's so much easier to give someone who's not gonna waver on their diet another form of energy to the brain, especially in a case like Alzheimer's, that can be immediately used in, in, the, in a form of a drink, in a very tasty drink. It could be chocolate-flavored, caramel, whatever it is. But all they have to do is drink it. So they don't have to change anything they're eating and at least reap the benefits off of the epigenetic signaling, which basically just means that the ketones are signaling certain genes to come on. And you're going to reap the benefits of getting that from elevated ketone levels in the body and also be able to think more clearly because that fuel can get directly to the brain. Hmm. So, guys, so yeah. um, I have a question on, on this um, exogenous ketone supplement. So we, no secret, we fast here at Life in the Fasting Lane. So if we're fasting, do these break your fast? So once again, it's goal-dependent. I don't think they break a fast. Now, there's people that are so religious on sure. absolutely nothing. I get it. Um, but for me, it's really just breaking a fast. It's for breaking a fast, I think it's anything that spikes your insulin or it's going to have an insulinogenic effect in the body. And ketones really don't have that. They're just immediately using your body's already burning ketones. And so it's just introducing more of that fuel. It's going straight to your brain. Your body's going to use it up. And if a serving is only 15 calories, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on there, then... 50 calories, yeah. 50. 50? Yeah. 50. And so I think that formulation uh, formulation actually has the um, the MC, a little bit of MCT powder in it. So that's probably what's raising the calorie count. Yeah, this, this, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, absolutely. Go. So, I mean, the whole... We, we joke about this. Bridget makes my life <laughs> hack because she'll just sit there and be like, Eve, does this donut break my fast? Eve, does this beef jerky break my fast? Is it, you know, all day long, people ask this damn question. And if you're completely to the letter strict, anything but water and salt breaks your fast. Anything 
breaks right. your fast. Yeah. But here we are, all these people changing their weight and changing their health by fasting with AIDS, right? Like with with yep. uh, a little bit of cream, tea, exogenous ketones, and, broth, and we're still even. fasting. I'm fasting until Saturday, and I'm going to have bone broth, a little bit of ketones, tea, and coffee with a little cream. I'm fasting, right? Like I can feel it. I'm getting yeah. hotter by the minute. I can feel my cells doing some good things. Um, and so it's just hilarious. And we're definitely going to, we definitely need to get on making that t-shirt of this blank break of fast. And you just like glue in little donuts or little yeah. cinnamon rolls Does or whatever. This bear break my fast? And then just slap people when they ask you that <laughs> damn question. But it's Bridget's favorite question. So, I ask so. that question five times a day, every day. <laughs> every damn day. <laughs> Ironically. Just so you know. Yeah. In the fasting, like I've done fasting for years now and it's really just like, is it working for you? You're, it depends on what you're using it for. But the more like super strict, like if you're fasting and then you don't have that tool in the times of need and then you end up after that fast becoming so erratic or just like your, your cravings are through the roof and then you end up overindulging or making a poor decision after that, then it doesn't really matter because you just erase the positive benefits of the fast. So if you're, you know, if you have an exogenous ketone supplement and you're using energy to the brain and maybe that helps extend your fast another three or four hours, then, whoa, then you just, one, increase your productivity, two, got more done. And then you're probably not going to be as like ravenous than if you were just to keep slamming coffee and spiking that like hunger signal in your body so i think it's uh it's a tool for sure and if that if you're fasting and you use something like ketone source to go for a run or go work out or go outside and just have energy to walk and use that then it's going to be a lot better than just like not doing anything at all and saying that like oh like i i fasted i was super strict it's like it's whatever works for you there's no exactly yeah. That's well said. So that's a good transition, um, AB, to your fasting. So tell us sort of your experience with fasting, why you fast, and, and the benefits that you found in fasting. Yeah. And when I see you, you're like young and super fit and hot. And I got to be honest, like if I was young and super fit and hot, there's no way I would fast. I are, would you just saying, be like, are you saying I'm not young and super fit? You and are hot? young, super fit, and hot. And I just assume that people are in the state, they've, they've always been in the state that I currently see them in. Yeah. So. Like I said, I've been doing, I've, uh, I started intermittent fasting, I want to say like three years ago, and I just kind of saw research on it, and uh, I ended up getting um, like a workout blueprint at the time, and the guy just had an intermittent fasting, like 16 hours to eight, so I basically just drink black coffee in the morning, go hit my workout at 11, and then break my fast there. Nothing keto, just be like protein, carbs, uh, first meal, and then fats, veggies, uh, and protein, last meal. But I started experimenting with all types of fasting and I started extending that out. And uh, then I started doing extended fasts as well. I've done a five-day fast and also a couple of three-day ones. And honestly, uh, like I said, it's, it really depends on what I was trying to do for like aesthetics and weight loss. I think that it, it works marvelously, but it also it's the balance of what you're eating in the fasting window. And there's about like, you could be keto and fasting, but then if you're just pumping your diet with a bunch of like fake keto foods, then it's really like you want to maximize that nutrient density in the window. So now I'm not dogmatic about it. I'm not like 
every day I fast. It's just my window. This is like, it's, it's really when I just listen to my body signals. And like, if I feel like I need to eat, then I eat. Um, I'm currently doing a carnivore diet. So if I get more hungry, I'm just going to eat meat and stick to that. There's no fasting when my, like my body knows when it needs fuel. Uh, so for instance, like Sunday, I ate my last meal at four o'clock. I woke up in the morning around nine. I slept in and was hungry. So I ate then and then just didn't eat until dinner basically. So, and then this morning I had a black coffee in the morning. Like pour over is my favorite thing to do in the morning. So I'll do a pour over, went to the gym, sauna, and now I'm here and I'm just like sipping on a little bit of exogenous ketones to curb hunger. Cause I got hungry about like 45 minutes ago. And then after that, I'll probably go back and break my fast with some steak. So it really just depends. I My last uh, company that I worked for, a lot of the guys did uh, one meal a day. So I experimented with that for a while, and that really helps too. Uh, I think that like if weight loss is your goal, one meal a day really can solidify it, especially if you're doing like one meal a day in keto. It's a really good tool uh, to increase clarity throughout the day and just make it like super seamless you'll see results fast uh but that's for me it's i i love food and maybe sometimes I yeah it's like you know sometimes i'll do one meal a day and it's just because i have so much to do that i'm just like out and about and i'll have that one meal but most days it's two meals and uh sometimes it's just really i'm trying to get more in tune i'm not the best at it but like trying to get more in tune to just like pushing it off until I truly feel physical hunger. Like my stomach's like, yo, feed me. Um, you're working. <laughs> yeah. You said you started getting into keto with your grandma who had cancer. I- I'm yeah. curious to know if you were able to, to get her to, to look at it or adopt it because my parents have a lot of health issues, high blood pressure, diabetes type two. And shockingly, um, they started eating low carb high fat. They've started doing intermittent fasting. They've lost weight just in a matter of a few months. They're starting to get off. My dad's getting off his blood pressure medicine. My mom's uh, diabetes type two is doing much better. I think she'll be reducing her medicine shortly. Um, you know, she read Dr. Jason Fung's the diabetes code, which was a big part of that. Um, were, were you able to talk to her about that or, or get her to try anything? Yeah, at the time it was it was very difficult because I lived in Florida and she was in Michigan. So yeah. basically, after putting together a protocol and have everything, I would have to trust my family to implement that. Yeah. And then, like, when I went to go visit, I found out like none of it was actually getting implemented. Mm-hmm. So if I was her primary caretaker at the time, it would be a lot easier for me. Um, yeah. I was getting into exogenous ketone supplementation and really dialing that in, and for like it just didn't work because of accountability that like my my family comes from um uh like nurse nurse background and so you're gonna listen to whatever the doctor says doctor says more chemo that's gonna be the answer like don't worry about any other therapies we're just gonna throw chemo so ended up making her weak but what did happen as a result of all of that and like my efforts my mom was very close to me and this is my mom's mom so she kind of observed all of that, saw the research, like saw all the work that I was doing. And then as a result, you know, my, my grandma eventually passed, but she saw that like, wow, you know, there is something to this. There's so hard. My background's in nutrition too. So you have this like 
this thing with parents sometimes where it's like, I don't want to trust my kid. Like it's, ah, it's coming from you, yada, yada. But my mom finally got that. And so when, um, I moved back her with her for a little bit after, uh, after school and I basically was cooking for the family every day and was like, you guys are going to eat what I eat or you're fasting. I'm not going to make anything else. Good and that's, and so it was just, I made whole foods is everything was keto though. And so I put my mom on keto and she lost like 15 pounds. And so since then the habits of choosing grass fed meats and really get, just getting down to like the meats and the veggies and the whole foods stuck with her. So now I know that like, she's fine. She always makes good, uh, healthy choices now. And so it was like, as a result of that whole thing, now that's improving in an area. But yeah, as she like, I got her on bulletproof coffee and she was loving that. And it's like, you know, they, someone just needs one thing to connect with that they really enjoy. Like if you're eating three meals a day, I'm not going to tell you start eating one meal a day. I'm going to meet, I'm going to meet you where you're at and just change the, the composition of each meal. Like if you're used to eating breakfast, we'll just make it a low carb breakfast. We'll make it a low carb lunch. We'll make it a carb free dinner, whatever it is, but just start like meeting someone where they're currently at to make the transition as smooth as possible. Because I think what happens a lot is that people use keto and fasting as like a short term cleanse. And I think the massive benefits come from when you stick with it long term. Like I've been doing it for three years. So even if I were to go out and have some sweet potato fries or like tacos here in Austin, like my body is literally going back into ketosis the next morning because it craves that state. And yeah. so just the longer you do it, the more benefit you receive. And instead of looking at it as like, oh, I'm just going to do this for like a weight loss cleanse and a lifestyle. And some people do that with fasting. Some people it's just, they'll eat like one meal a day, but they'll eat whatever they want. And like, I'm cool with that, but I'm, I don't really agree with like eating whatever you want. If it's like pizza and donuts and just to say that like you ate one meal a day, but you're really, like I said, you're reversing the effects of the fasting by it's like putting in nutrient poor fuel into your body. And so I think just like really getting back to sourcing 100% clean ingredients, go to your farmer's market, meet your farmer, get something else picked that morning and meet your rancher and get the things that you want as opposed to uh, just eating whatever and being like, oh, well, I fasted and that's fine. Like we want to develop just the healthiest eating habits possible. And if one day you break your fast early, it's not a failure. Like just when you break your fast, just have the best option available. And it's always a win if you're just putting clean fuel into your body. I agree. And, you know, when you do fasting and keto for just a short period of time, I mean, at least for me, it's freaking hard. Like, I would be so frustrated if I had only done fasting and, and keto for, you know, just for the, a few months, because now I'm on my second extended fast right now. I, my first extended fast I did was like a few days after learning about fasting. I'd done two intermittent fasts and I did an 11-day fast. Wow. I am shocked that my husband is still here. Like he's <laughs> still here, but barely after that. Right. And, um, yeah. today I'm on my second day. I guess I'm 42 hours in of, this is going to be my second extended fast. I'm going to go for five days and I'm so much freaking less crazy. So it's very exciting, uh, to be less crazy and it, it gets easier. All of this gets easier. And, 
the hard parts at the beginning. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree with you. Well, AB, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people go find more about you and check out Perfect Keto? Where are the best places for them to go? Yeah, so Perfect Keto, you just go to perfectketo.com and everything's on there. We have a lot of resources in the space, a lot of recipes. Uh, of course, our store is online right now. We're gonna have awesome Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals. And for me, uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, uh, at Anthony is Bene. And then Facebook, just my name, Anthony Benedettini. And you can find there and I'll even say AB in parentheses so you know when you found the right guy. <laughs> All right, perfect. Thank you, AB. Everybody, please check out fastinglane.com. And on Twitter and Instagram, we're fastinglane to your health and hotness. Thank you for tuning in. Life in the past. Irish. I, what the hell? How'd you get this name? I'm very confused. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm full blown <laughs> Italian. <laughs>